You're listening to the Piper Carter podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network. Welcome back to the Piper Carter podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter. Today, we have a very special guest, someone who does a lot of wonderful work behind the scenes. Is probably not a person that we see in the front so much, but you definitely see the fruits of her labor sprouted all over the place, beautifying our city. Welcome, Kiana Wenzel. Thank you, Piper. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, this is, I'm very excited to have you because you do so many great things. You are a visionary, but you're also very diligent. And I'm not sure if you're one of those like right brain, left brain type people, but you seem to be. Um, <laughs> but you know, the, the work that you do is just phenomenal and amazing. And I was like, oh my God, I have to talk to this woman yeah. because we have to learn. We, yeah, I know you're not going to give us your secret sauce, but we definitely want some of that magic to sprinkle on us. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining. Thank you. So we'll just get right into it. So Kiana, yeah. well, I know you because I'm on the board with you of UNESCO and you know I'm gonna have you tell us all about that but before we talk about that let's just talk about what you do you know like and 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 what you're what you're promoting you know this this moment right now yes the Detroit month of design that is what I'm all about right now. The Detroit Month of Design is a multidisciplinary, multicultural design festival that occurs annually, September 1st through the 30th, throughout the city of Detroit. So I lead the programming for the Detroit Month of Design. That's my main role um, as Director of Culture and Community at Design Corps Detroit. So I love it. And 2021 marks the 11th edition of the Detroit Month of Design. It's grown from a five-day festival that was started in 2011 as a five-day celebration of independent design in Detroit. In 2018, we were receiving so many submissions and the audience and interest in the festival was growing that we just said, let's just claim the whole month of September. It's not much going on. September is officially Detroit's Month of Design. Design, where all of the companies emerging to established um, companies, whether you're advertising, product design, industrial design, architecture, it doesn't matter. Let's come together and showcase the best of our city for our city in September. Oh my God. Like, so, okay. So we just, I just want you to go a little bit deeper into the um, project that's coming up for the next, I think it's six months. Six months. Um, next Thursday, we are launching the open call for the Detroit Month of Design. So that's how it all starts and how it comes together is every year we have an open call. So the Detroit Month of Design, it's produced by Design Core Detroit, but it's co-created with the community because it's made up of micro events all across the city of Detroit, of people telling their story, their design story, their community story through this platform. Uh, so February 25th, we're going to have an open call. It's going to close on April 18th. 
and we have a curatorial team, um, a selection committee that we've put together. Uh, thank you, Piper, for being on the 2021 curatorial team. So it's not just uh, design core internally making the decisions on who gets to be a part of the festival. We intentionally ask local um, stakeholders and businesses and creatives to give us input and feedback so that we are creating a festival that's balanced. You know, we want to have multiple disciplines represented and we want the events to occur in all parts of the city. We don't want everything downtown or east side or west side. We want to give people a reason to go to the other side or explore something new through the festival. So we start with that and we select up to, I would say, 75 events. We try to keep it between 55 and 75. Last year, we had 74 events. And the reason for that is it's only 30 days in September. So you, we don't want to like overcrowd it. It's so many things going on. People don't know what to do and where to go. And then also our team is small. You know, Design Corps, we're a team of eight, eight women. Right now, we're a nonprofit organization coming together, uh, the Detroit Month of Design is funded by philanthropic foundations and corporate sponsors. So I wanna thank all of our 2020 sponsors because without their support, the festival would not be possible. Um, so we're fundraising for the festival, we're opening it up for people to apply. We put together a team um, of local and national professionals to try to help us inform the calendar, what it's gonna look like, and then in May, um, everyone is notified and we spend the summer months, people are working on their projects. And then in September, we debut ourselves to the rest of the world. Um, you, can you just talk a little bit more about your pivot? Like how you've, how you, how, you know, you all have, I, I think you did a great job. So could you speak about that? Cause I think that's something to learn from. Absolutely. Uh, 2020 was the 10th anniversary of the month of design. We were like, yeah, 10 years. We're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to do that. This is like December, January, you know. Um, and like every year, we published the open call in February. And then March 13th is when the city went on lockdown. And we're like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. Um, first it took some time, you know, you just have to kind of work through your emotions because design has a soulful spiritual element to it. Like every creative practice, poetry, music, dance, you know, you have to tap into that inner emotion. And so when the city shut down, the inner emotion of like month of design was like, okay, people are trying to figure out what to do, things like that. And then I started calling people. Um, I looked at people who had applied before the pandemic and then I called them and said, hi, um, how are you doing? Just talking to them and supporting because Detroit um, Design Corps Detroit is about supporting small businesses and uplifting design as a tool for economic development. And so how can... Um, how can you work the supply and demand side of design to create a better world? So you have businesses that shut down and a designer can help them with reopening their businesses. So whether they need to pivot online or whether they need to pivot to doing takeout. So I started calling these designers 
and asking them how they're doing, things like that. Um, I'll be checking in on you. We're not sure what we're doing with Month of Design right now, but I'll be following up. And then I started to see applications be a, still be submitted because our open call usually closes in May. And this is like March. And I'm like, oh my God, people are still applying. So then I called those people and they said, you know what? I've been working on this exhibition all my life. And pandemic or no pandemic, I want to install my exhibition. Or somebody would apply and I would call them and say, hey, we're not sure if we can move forward with the festival or not. How are you feeling? What are your thoughts? And they said, you know what? My event's all virtual. So if you, I think you should move forward with the festival. And whether it's virtual festival or whatever, a virtual event, you can still do it. My event's already virtual. And then I call somebody and they say, you know what? I'm doing an outdoor installation. So people, and it's self-guided. People can see it at their own time. It's going to be outside. So it was through listening to the community, calling people. I was doing 15-minute Zoom chats. Like, let's do a 15-minute chat, 15-minute chat, and just like taking notes and listening to people. And what surfaced was a hybrid festival. So I know that's a long-winded answer, but it was a long-winded process and like figuring out organically what was going to happen with this festival because it's co-created. And then from listening to people, I said, okay, great. We can have some virtual events. We have some outdoor installations and people's things people can do on their own time. And then we had indoor time ticketed. So, okay, you come in with your mask. It's two people at a time if it's a small space or venues that were larger. It was like, okay, groups of five schedule a time and it worked. And then we did had window installations too. So that is how we pivoted for 2020. Thank you. Can you talk also about just dig into that? I know you don't, you can't give away the secret sauce, but could you dig in a little bit more to that process? How um, Design Core was able to make those types of decisions, you know, all of the decisions that you had to make, you know, in terms of, I mean, there were many. And so could you, because, you know, I could, I'm on the board. So for me, like I know, but for someone who's like, you know, not, not a member, just kind of talk about that process a little bit. For um, the decision-making process for month of design. And yeah. Like how, like how to, you know, like the, the ways in which, you know, um, things were decided, you know, like, okay, we're going to do this, but not that we're going to do that, but not this, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because another factor, we can't do the festival without the community, you know, for one. So it's like, okay, do, do we have community buy-in? And the answer was yes, because I was calling people and people were saying, yes, I want to do it. People were still submitting. So we said, okay, yes, the community still wants to do this. And then it was looking at our values as an organization, Design Core, our values, our accessibility, collaboration, and diverse experiences. So in the midst of a crisis, we just really had to go back to our mission and values as an organization um, and say, it, does our values and mission still hold true in the midst of a crisis? Does establishing Detroit as a globally recognized and valued capital for creative talent still matter? Is that still important? The answer is yes, because designers are problem solvers, you know, and design is an action. Um, designers are creative thinkers and doers. 
So if our mission of establishing Detroit as a globally valued and recognized capital for creative talent that's embracing these things, especially diversity during George, George Floyd was also the Black Lives Matter and all that was going on in, in the middle of the crisis too on top of that. So does diversity, collaboration, accessibility still matter in the midst of a crisis? And the answer was yes to that. And designers can't abandon their community now. We're supposed to be coming up with the innovations and the thoughts and um, recommending solutions to get through this. You know, designers don't conform. They transform by creative thinking and, and processes. And design isn't only products. You know, designers create services, systems, and products. And you saw a lot of that with the pandemic, people's old systems for like a business owner, their system for selling food or their system for um, doing dental services, you name it, every business was impacted. So a designer can help you in creating a new system for your service. And so it was really important for us to say, what's the value of design for healthcare, for public health? What is the value in design for social justice and creating spaces where people feel um, welcome, where they're it's a, talking about ableism, racism, ageism, when you're walking into a space, how do we create a space that's more inclusive so everybody can come in? That's interior design, that's architecture, that's urban planning, you know? And so start looking at how, and using real specific examples because design is kind of an ambiguous word. Are you, what kind of design are you talking about? I don't even know, you know, and sometimes it can be hard when you're in the design industry to take yourself out of that. Or when we looked at the um, uh, COVID testing, mobile COVID testing units, that is setting up a system of mass testing for community health. So looking at things like that, and it says we can't give up on our mission now because it's needed now more than ever. You know, and then the, one of the other questions, Piper, was um, the relationships that we've built over time. Do your relationships still hold up in the midst of a crisis, you know, with your funders and supporters and things like that and the partnerships that you've established. And we still, the sponsors from last year, in the midst of a crisis, they believed in our mission and it held true for them too, because it costs money to put the festival on for, for marketing our city you know, on a local, national, international level. So we really just looked at our budget and just stripped it down. You know, some of our big in-person events, it costs a lot of money to put big in-person events on. You have to rent the venue, you have to rent this, you got to do this, you know? So it's like, is the festival in-person dependent? And the answer to that is yes. Like design is an in-person dependent. Look at the digital tech in design, you know, um, so the festival is not just in-person dependent. You can have that ritual component. It can still be very impactful and it can have some silver linings when you're trying to reach new audiences where you don't have to get on the plane to fly and go there. So a lot of layers, a lot of layers, but it added up. You know, we had the relationships that stood true in the midst of crisis. We helped say why design is valuable and important for business and communities. Um, and people were still able to showcase their ideas for some of these solutions through the Month of Design platform. And can you share, um, so, you know, just, I know you've learned so much. 
Can you share what you, maybe a little bit of like what you've learned that you're bringing into 2021 and what you're looking forward to um, that'll maybe be different for 2021? Learning definitely um, that adaptation, learning to live in a world of uncertainty. You know, sometimes you just take things for granted. And so being more flexible, that's one thing that I really learned um, in 2020 because there was so everybody, you had to just be really empathetic to people. You know, people needed to change stuff, change their events. You know, you can't be like, this is the rule. No, no, no shades, you know? So you kind of have to just be more sensitive to other people and situations um, and just saying what's really important to you. So that's one thing that I learned. And the importance of hybrid. I don't think hybrid's going away. I never really focused on digital programming before 2020. The focus was on in-person programming. And um, I think that's going to be revolutionary. Also, multi-day events are really great because we had a lot of one-day events in the past. And then when it came down to uh, social distancing, instead of someone having their event for one day or their installation up for a shorter time, it was up for 30 days and we saw foot traffic. You actually got the same amount. It was just spread out or in some cases more foot traffic because people could fit it into their schedule. So that goes into that flexibility. People like, you have to have options for people. You know, communication is so important. You have to meet people where they are. Meeting people where they are and not expecting for people always to come to you, I think that's the future. You know, what's convenient for me. You, you want to meet in person, let's meet in person. You want to meet digitally, let's meet digitally. You could do both. So let's open up a whole new world. And companies have to be able to meet people where they are. Thank you for that. I'm just thinking, um, you know, in 2021, well, I know in, in, you know, over the years, for me, my participation has been through, like I said, the UNESCO. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, UNESCO... Uh, I'll try to be brief, but for those who don't know, in general, is a designation. And there are different cities that become designated as a city of design, right? Through, and this is through uh, the United Nations, right? Yes. And so uh, Detroit is one of those cities. You guys can look it up, uh, look up, you know, all the UNESCO. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I, but I wanted to bring it back to the Detroit uh, UNESCO team, if you will. It's pretty interesting. Um, when we first started, we had one president. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then through, well, and and we came together uh, with, like, like you said, business, right? The corporate sector, um, the city, um, you know, artists and arts community, universities, education, you know, academia, and um, the different businesses that are connected to design mm-hmm. as well as residents, right? right? And so uh, we created the city's um, so, uh, guidelines, if you will, for what inclusive and equitable design should look like, right? The principles. So there's a book that, you know, 
we all came together for a couple of years and worked on that. And then we, and then when the book was finished, we have a, we had a new president who had um, declared that uh, he wasn't, you know, following any UNESCO, right? And so now we have another president. <laughs> I know, I know. Can you believe it? This is great. Yeah. How long we've been doing yeah. this work? Yeah. yeah. So, so now we have another president, and things are up in the air, right? We're still in yeah. the first yeah. hundred days. Yeah. Um, without, you know, I know your role is not to get too political, but just in the land of politics and you know policy and any of that, do you see? Uh, any changes or differences with this administration as opposed to maybe the the previous administration? Absolutely. I see just a huge difference because sometimes, and in a lot of cases, non-verbal communication is stronger than verbal communication. You know, and so just visuals, the inauguration program, you know, you compare inauguration program and um, the diversity of people shown that matters, representation matters. And I want to also point out that Detroit is not only a UNESCO city of design, it's the first and only city of design in the United States. And that's a privilege and it's an honor for our city. It's a call to action, you know, for inclusive design. And um, it's just a recognition of our city's creative assets. And it's one thing to design. We've seen the impacts of bad design in Detroit. You know, design has social impacts. So we've seen that, Detroit. And so if we don't make design decisions without thinking about the social impacts and the broader spectrum of humanity, we could relive some of the mistakes that were made in the past. So I think the inclusive design um, agenda, I call it the Detroit design gospel because it's like, it's, it's carrying a message of a different way to design. You know, design is a process concept to reality. You have to go through like, prototyping and, and and you have to sell your ideas so you have to get it funded it's a lot that goes into design and so if you're thinking about creating a new building or creating a new product especially if it's on a large scale like mass scale um, think about the social implications of that um, they could be positive or they could be negative so that's what um, Includes design and our UNESCO call to action is all about the Detroit action plan. It's on the design core website. You can read all about it. Like Piper said, it was one year study involving over a thousand stakeholders and over 20 community meetings. We did a three day design summit, just listening to the community and saying, what does this UNESCO designation mean for the city of Detroit? Because it didn't come with a lump sum of money. It wasn't like, Hey, UNESCO designation, you won the lottery. Here's, here's a big check. It didn't come with that. It came with leveraging relationships with the other cities of design around the world. It's 40 cities total. And the other 39 cities, um, there's a Montreal, and there are some in South America and Europe and Africa. South Africa is a city of design. Wuhan, China is a city of design. So it's very interesting. So everyone in the network, they have agreed to share best practices with each other. 
So, you know, in, during Month of Design in 2020, there was an event, it was called Reboot, where other UNESCO cities and Ellie Schneider, she's our director um, of city of design, she was on there and they were saying, okay, well, what's your city doing to contract tracing? What is your city doing with social distancing? How are you handling and learning? You know, so it's helping Detroit have a global voice in the design community. Um, so you're agreeing to share best practices, you're agreeing to put design at the forefront of your city's economic agenda and um, developing partnerships, you know, because the world that we live in now, it's a global world. That's really important for us. So I see that in our new administration and it matters when our president is going to these other nations and representing our country and representing diversity and Kamala Harris as the first vice president. That's amazing. You know, we need that because everyone is a, is a user of design, but we're not always in, involved in the process. And it's important to have those um, representations. And can you talk um, also about design core itself a little bit? You know, I mean, the, the design festival, I, I mean, our podcast is audio, but if when the folks that are listening, just please look up it started as was it like a week of design and then it yes into the month of design and i think i had been participating since it was like the week <laughs> and oh, me too. Uh, yeah and it's i mean literally our city is transformed visually so i really just want people to go like google all these beautiful amazing pictures images and projects but design core does so you know, the, the, the design festival is one thing that design core does. So I wanted to know if you could talk to us a little bit more about, um, you know, design core as an, as an organization. Sure. Design core Detroit is a nonprofit economic development organization housed within the college for creative studies. And we were founded in 2010 by CCS and business leaders from Michigan to support and retain creative talent in the city, because that's one of our assets. You know, we have this large cluster of colleges and universities and great businesses, and we want to keep that here. So um, Design Corps was created in 2010 for the mission of establishing Detroit as a global center for creative talent, because that's what we're known for. And we work towards that mission by supporting design-driven businesses. So it doesn't matter whether you're an emerging designer or established designer, we're there to support you. We have three departments within our organization. Our business programs department does business coaching, so traditional business coaching, uh, whether you're trying to get access to capital or meeting new clients. Bonnie Fahoum, she's our director of business programs and Sydney Camp supports her in that role. We also do customized matchmaking. So we're we're a, a city, we want to be known as a creative ta talent place, then we need healthy growing businesses, right? And we need lots of them. So we have a Detroit Design Network. If you need a designer, we can connect you with a local designer. So we have um, a membership-based organization, it's called the Detroit Design Network, where we have multidisciplinary designers, uh, people working in visual communication, in the built environment, in product design and makers. So if someone comes to us and saying, I have a need for design services, then we say, great, what are you looking for? We're gonna connect you with local talent. 
And we support that talent pool with opportunities in business matchmaking. Then we have the second department, which is the Detroit Month of Design. It's a marketing platform. You know, hey, Detroit's a design capital. Every year, come see what's new coming out of our city. And then you have the UNESCO City of Design, which is saying, hey, Detroit designers aren't just relevant locally. They're relevant nationally and internationally. And so I like to say that Design Corps with our three departments, business programs, month of design, UNESCO City of Design, we're having local impact with global influence. Because you want to go high profile without losing your authenticity and connection to your local community. And we're able to position ourselves globally and also locally through our three departments. And that's Design Quality Trait. Oh my God, that's so much great stuff. And um, so tell us a bit more about, you know, your role in particular, because whenever I go by or well I haven't been since COVID but (laughs) whenever I would come by the office I would just see your face buried in your computer diligently uh making turning wheels and making things happen and so um unless you were attending one of our meetings so um let you know let us know a bit more about you know your role and the things that you do yes so my role I like to say is three parts Uh, One part, community engagement and outreach, connecting with people. Um, One part, marketing, and then one part, fundraising. So my title is Director of Culture and Community. And I say culture because we want to change the culture of how people design in Detroit, you know. But with that, you need, I can't do that by myself. We need everybody, like, believing that, like, who gets to design needs to change, you know, Um, and how people design needs to change to have a better future. And so with the community portion, I'm always telling people, hey, the month of design is coming. I'm inviting you to participate. We have the open call. Or I love like meeting new designers and saying, oh, you're a new designer working in Detroit. How can I support this person? So I'm always out there meeting with cultural institutions, independent designers, established designers, connecting with them. And then I'm also marketing our city and our talent to different funders and stakeholders and businesses. So, you know, we want companies to come here when it comes to sponsors we love to have um, activations sponsored so we can give Detroit designers stipends to create creative work and build awareness of their work we also want um, businesses who need design services to help them find local talent because sometimes if you're not a creative you know you own a dental office or eyeglass shop and you need design you're like I want to hire somebody local but I don't know who to call. I don't know any designers, you know, and say, hey, we have some designers. I can help match you with somebody. And then that fundraising portion, because everything is fueled by um, support from our sponsors uh, to make that happen. So that's my role. I'm always pitching Detroit Month of Design. Come and position your brand or uh, come to Detroit, check out our local talent, um, trying to attract people here, get them to invest here, and then our community, connecting them with opportunities, either if it's through the UNESCO or Month of Design, to support their business because you, your business can't survive if you're not making money, you know? Um, so that's my role. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, it's so interesting, you know, the way that people 
you know, just walk this journey called life. Can you help us understand how Kiana went from being a little girl to being, you know, this director, right, of culture? So, like, what does that look like? You know, I've been saying that design and education has always played a part of my life from a child because my dad worked at Ford Motor Company for like 35 years, Um, the Rouge plant, shout out to all the Ford people. And my mom was a Detroit public school teacher. She taught math at Winter Halter Middle School. So even before I was conscious, you know, Ford Motor Company was a part of my life. And my dad, he worked in like quality control. And I remember him a couple of times, like bringing home like a new Mustang or something like that. Like, oh my God, that car's so cool. And so I had a positive connection to design. And you don't even think about how some people have a negative connection to design. You know, that's a whole nother podcast, Piper. But people's first experience with design, whether it's positive or negative, can really influence that. So I had a positive association with creativity, with my dad working at Ford, my mom being a school teacher. I used to go to school with her when she was preparing her classroom for the fall and pretend I was a teacher and write on a board and all that. And then um, growing up in Rosedale, grew up on the west side of Detroit, beautiful homes. And I will always say, wow, look at that house. It's so nice. You know, I just always got this emotional connection to a beautiful home. Like, oh, that's so cool. I want to go inside that house. I, I always wanted to like go inside people's houses to just see how they lived. It was like interesting to me. And so that was my first just natural inclination, the creativity. And then the next major milestone for me was Cass Technical High School. Just shout out to Cass Tech because... I went to Gas Tech and they're like, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, I don't totally know. I'm like 14, you know, and they were like, "Okay, well, here are your options. You could do science. You could do a different language. You could do architecture. And I was like, architecture. That's me. That's me right there. Architecture all the way. Because I always had this love for like buildings and beautiful places and spaces. And I started out in the architecture program. And I had a female professor, um, what's her name? Uh, Miss Baker. I actually bumped into her a couple years ago. I'm like, Miss Baker, I made it. I'm a designer. You were so influential to me. So I had Miss Baker and um, Mr. Emil, and I had a black architect for drafting. So I had a rep, speaking of representation, I saw a black architect when I was 14 years old. And I had a female designer teaching me too. So that was support right there. And I always had support of parents. Then I went to Eastern, studied interior design. I did 10 years in residential design, just continuing that love for talking with people. Um, and it's very interesting. Interior design is very intimate because you're going to someone's house, you know, you're going into their kitchen, their living room, you're seeing how they live, you're asking them questions about how they want to feel, the types of things that they do in their house. You have to do like an assessment. If you really want to work with somebody and do interiors and find out like who they are and how they want to feel in their space, how they work in their space, and then you come back to them with some ideas. It's like this whole process. And so through that, I grew an appreciation for communication. And the importance of not only being able to communicate visually, but being able to communicate verbally 
and being able to communicate in writing. And if you bring all three of those together, you really can like create a strong, compelling message. So I ended up going back to school and studying technical writing and professional communication at Lawrence Tech. Um, After doing residential design, like in 2008, when Barack was president and it was the Great Recession, I just had this like inner turmoil about residential design. I really want my design decisions to have more impact. How can I be a designer that is helping community? And then the next major milestone was in 2010, I heard about this Detroit Month of Design coming. Can you believe it, Carter? So I'm working, I was working at this firm or whatever. And I'm like, I really want to be involved in like changing Detroit because in 2008, Detroit didn't look like how it looks now. And going to Cast Tech and seeing how Detroit was during the Cast Corridor, seeing how Detroit was like in 2000s, you know, seeing how Detroit was in 2010. 2010, you could kind of see things changing. So I said, I really want to be involved with this. So I heard about this Detroit Month of Design. They were looking for people to submit ideas. I submitted an idea. I said, you know, if I get involved with this festival, I can meet more people in the industry to really try to make a change. Um, So I curated a walking tour of Lafayette Park because I was living in the pavilion at that time. And and I convinced some of my neighbors to open up their houses. And I got someone to open up a townhome and someone that lived in the towers and someone that lived in the hundred. I charged for my tour, it sold out. And it was like, oh my God, this festival is great because it's community focused, it's uplifting people like me, you know, this designer, black female designer, I'm trying to find my way in the industry, trying to get connected. And I was struggling with that. But through the festival, I met other people like me and it helped me position myself like as as a subject expert and kind of lift my confidence to give me a voice. It actually created a platform for uh, me to have a voice within my local design community. And I did that festival. I did that tour for like three years And then I partnered with another designer, did something in the Eastern Market one year. And then I became program manager for Drinks by Design. In 2015, I applied for um, to be the manager of Drinks by Design. When I saw the opening, I was like, oh my God, that job would be perfect for me because I've been doing month of design and doing stuff in Detroit. And I applied and I started doing month of design. And then I was promoted to director of culture and community in 2018 2018 2019 wow i mean thank you for that 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 is so inspirational to just learn that you know you just thought like oh i'm just going to participate in this thing it might be fun and all the way to turning it into an amazing experience and then it being brought into the fold of the organization as a pillar of the organization. And then, you know, and, and, and now you have this position and being able to uh, then make decisions in this kind of way. That's a really, really, really incredible arc um, of your journey. So that, thank you for that. That's, that's really powerful, honestly. I'm wondering, um, so with the so you have the drinks by design event i don't think we kind of articulated like what that is can you kind of uh, give us an understanding of what the drinks by design is 
Yeah, Drinks by Design is a monthly networking event that occurs on the second Thursday of every month in a new location focusing on a different design discipline. And it would occur March through October. It's 10 years old, just like Month of Design. It started in 2011. Just a small group of designers visiting a studio, going to have drinks after, but saying, hey, you know, this is really cool. And it started to grow. And then it formalized through Design Core to becoming a monthly event. And it grew to 300 to 400 people every month as a way to bring our community together. You know, almost like how you would have those events. Was it 5E Gallery on Michigan yep. Avenue or something? Yep. The monthly hip hop events. I used to go to those, you oh, know, yeah, for sure. and those were like, so it brought our community together on a regular basis because what you need Piper is third spaces. I've learned the importance. That's what drinks by design was. You have like your workplace. Okay. So people who are working, they go to work. Then you have your family in your home. Well, sometimes you need like a third safe space to meet people that you wouldn't normally meet bump into people and just kind of build that sense of community and strengthen your community. And so that's what Drinks by Design was. It was a great connector for our design community where you can meet other creatives in different disciplines on a regular basis. It had like a heartbeat, you know, so people knew it was coming. And then the other thing that was great for is that it was mobile. It might be on the east side. It might be in Southwest. It might be Grand River and Evergreen, you know, it might be downtown. So one time we were on the east side and um, near this lake, the um, DET had did something that they had, can't think of the name of it right now, but we were all over the place, Drinks by Design. And so it was a showcase for local talent. I called it a mini Detroit month of design because instead of having 30 days, it was a one day event from 5.30 to 8.00 we would invite like five to 15 designers from a certain discipline. So the theme might be mobility. And then you'll have all these mobility designers come and showcase their work. And it would be in a cool space. We would have a DJ, we had a bar and you would come and look at the projects, ask questions and be like, Oh, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. And exchange some business cards or get a new opportunity. And then the next month we're focusing on graphic design. The next month we focus on architecture and, um, it just gave people a reason to explore different parts of the city, which I think is so important because it's all about community and strong commercial corridors. Uh, we, you know, the Commerce Design Awards is something else that we did. Um, Drinks by Design highlighted the business. So maybe someone who wouldn't have visited that business has found out about it. They can recommend it to a friend. They can start going there. So it was a lot of benefits to Drinks by Design. And, and we look forward to bringing that back. Yeah. I mean, and then um, can you also talk about, because if folks ever see, I don't know, any of these events or if folks ever see any of the amazing ways in which um, different people in the city just, you know, express ideas. It's just simply incredible, but it takes, like you said, some capital, it takes some, you know, <laughs> a little bit of a uh, green to make it green. Right. Right. And so um, can you talk a bit about like how you're able to fund this work and like what, 
you know, ways in which folks can help support in funding this work? Yes. So Detroit Month of Design, I like to, if when it comes to like corporate sponsors or funders, I'm reading a lot about impact investing. And when you invest in community, it's not like you're looking for a dollar for dollar return on it. You're looking to have social impact, you know, and Design Corps is an organization that is embracing diversity, collaboration, and accessibility, and how can inclusive design, the practice of inclusive design, focusing on how design decisions um, should look at the broader human spectrum and looking at the social impact of that, that is the message that we are carrying. And if you believe in that message too, and if you want to create an opportunity for an emerging, emerging designer or you want to um, showcase a solution for that, or you want to position your brand just in the middle of this message and say that you agree with it, then we invite your support for the Detroit Month of Design and for Design Corps. Um, so that's really what I've been saying to people. You know, we have a lot of great talent here. And it's a lot of opportunity here. And if you people think you could just come to the city, you need community buy-in. And if the community is not supporting you, that's community is everything. And so if you are looking and you're interested in the community space, you know, the community, a creative community sector in Detroit, September is a time where everybody comes together, whether you're a product designer, visual communicator, you're in built environment, whether you're a cultural institution or academic institution, or you're a business owner, or you're just a design enthusiast. It's for the greater community. And our community is saying, and Design Corps is saying what we're all about, what our values are about. And that's the way that we design. And we're different from other cities because we realize the importance of that if we want to create more sustainable, equitable futures. And if you want to align with this message, we invite your support. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I don't know if people, you know, it's interesting when you go to an event, right? You just see the flowers and the, you know, all the colors and all the music and eat all the food and you're just having a good time. But that really took a lot of effort, collaboration, thinking, um, you know, just all of all of the aspects of being able to create that experience. I'm wondering, you know, you you're the the driver, you know, you're the the vision. You have also a team of folks that you work with and you named some of the folks on your team a little bit. But could we talk a bit more about. Um, you know, your team and working with your team? Absolutely. Olga Stella is our executive director and she's amazing. Um, just great leadership. So she just keeps our organization together. And um, she's also vice president of communications at the College for Creative Studies. So she has a dual role now. And she's just like the glue, I would say, that holds us together. And then Bonnie Fahoum, Director of Business Programs, Sydney Camp, supports her with our Detroit Design Network, 
Ellie Schneider, director of city design. So she is our main contact person for other members of the UNESCO network and the convenings and things like that. Then we have Charlotte Wilson. She's our admin. She's glue too, because admin and paperwork and invoices and contracts and well, you need a great admin, you know, um, because running a nonprofit is not a business, but you need to run it like a business. And we want people to trust us and we want to be professional. We want to represent the best of Detroit. And so Charlotte helps us get all of that together. And uh, then we have Jessica Maloof. Love, love Jessica. She's our senior marketing uh, director. Um, she helps with all of our visual communication. She leads that our community uh, media and PR because Month of Design is a marketing platform. You know, we're marketing the ideas coming out of our city. Uh, Shelby C works under her. She's a CCS alum in visual communications. So she helps her with graphic assets every year. I loved our visuals for last year, 2020. Just very, very strong. This year, our font... And the typography for Detroit Month of Design is inspired by Trey Seals, um, an African-American typographer. I don't know what city he's from, but he's founder of Studio Seals and Vocal Type Company. So you guys should look him up. Shout out to Trey Seals. He doesn't even know that we were inspired by his work. And um, he takes all of his fonts from like protest signs, like, you know, civil rights signs, women's suffrage signs. He was inspired by the communication of like how a word is written and took that from, um, created his company based on that. So very, very interesting. So our font for this year is based on that. It's very intentional. And then Ashley, we have an intern. Every year we take on a college intern. She's with us today. Also, we have project managers that work with us. If we get a sponsored activation, we'll hire a project manager. Last year, I worked with Monica Blair, who was amazing. She helped me with design in the city. And um, Akeem Salmon. He is a photographer, creative director. He just graduated from CCS last year. He had a full-ride scholarship. He is amazing. He plays a violinist, speaks like three languages. Wonderful guy. Um, Rachel, um, we've worked with Rachel in the past. Crystal Marie, shout out to Crystal Marie Events. She helped me a lot with Drinks by Design. She also helped with some Detroit Month of Design activations 2019 Crystal Marie was on our team. So we're always looking for companies that would help us um, and independent designers. We like to hire local project managers that have been in the city um, when possible. And our photographers, Paul Taylor Films, Three Lions does a lot of our videography. You've done, you've worked with Three Lions doing some photography oh, yeah. with them. And we should, you know, with your studio, we've um, Brienne White, we, she's done some photography for us. So we always have a photography team capturing videos. And we always look for local talent for everything that we do. We're very intentional about that. Yeah. And, um, can you talk a little bit, I mean, you named some of the people you've worked with, but can you talk a little bit about, do you notice, or is there a Detroit style? Yes. Detroit like, style? Yeah, what would you say about it? You know what? Detroit style, I just, you think of fashion, you think of swag, hustle, it's like, it's like an essence, 
you know, it's just hard to pinpoint. It's a confidence. It's a perseverance. So that's why the month of design was able to even happen in hybrid because Detroit people, they don't just give up on stuff, you know, like I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. So um, I love, I would say right now I'm thinking of Christina, the glam tech because Christina is the perfect mix. She's a hair art, hair sculptor, hair sculptor. Um, she was a part of the Design in the City program this year. She has a wonderful salon in Gross Point. So it's like high end, like, girl, you're doing your hair in Gross Point. Her salon is nice. And she's doing hair sculpture, hair art. So she kind of has like that Detroit swag. She's taking hair, but she's in like a high end museum. Like she's taking hair sculpture and she's going to be at the Guggenheim or something, you know? And so it's kind of like, Detroit, it doesn't lose its edge, but it's still at like the highest level. And mm-hmm. that secret, that like essence to it that adds that. So that's the best way I could describe it. That's what comes to mind. Yeah. I know when I think of Detroit, I always think of like technology. I think of uh, like the, like what we would call like lifestyle or the real world type person, but that you know, enjoys um, being a little bit eccentric. Yeah. <laughs> and I think of um, the, 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 I think of the legacy, you know, like the soul music mixed with techno legacy. Um, that kind of blends in through everything, you know, there be, everything feels kind of musical to me. Uh, when I think of Detroit, I always think that I, I think Detroit and then I, I somewhere in there, I'm going to feel or see some music. Um, and I'm wondering, I know like before we've had conversations about, uh, tr- you know, just working to define, right, design. And sometimes it becomes a bit of a debate about, you know, what's to be included, what what's not to be included. Can you... Um, have us understand a bit more like moving forward, like where that conversation is with design core. I think it's about breaking down silos within the design industry and accepting a way of working where different disciplines are working next to each other. Because in the past, you have, okay, engineers are with engineering. We're engineering society. We're architecture society. Nobody's talking to each other. Everybody's going to work in their studio, and then they're closing the door. And so the future, I hope this is answering your question, is we're meeting in the middle, and we're working side by side so that no discipline is have a, has a hierarchy over another or no, you know, residents are valued just as much as the designer. Design is about power, who has the decision-making power and whose insights are valued more and all of that in the process. And so being okay with giving up some of your power because you know that the outcome is going to be better, is going to be more sustainable, is going to be more accepted it's going to be more of a reflection of society. So that makes it okay. And become, becoming okay with that is like the future because Detroit is known for cars, is known for music, like you said, but it's also known for manufacturing. A lot of the big 
a furniture manufacturers in Detroit, um, in the world, Herman Miller, Knoll Steelcase. We're big for small scale manufacturing, um, Whirlpool, 3M, Michigan, you know, in Southeastern Michigan in particular has the highest concentration of industrial designers in the nation. So it's like a ton of industrial design. You just don't see them, you know. We have a huge collection of research and development facilities for Ford, GM, Chrysler, and all these places. And people are going to work and doing research and science, you know, behind closed doors. Or Detroit is the mobility capital. It's a lot of the office of mobility is here in Detroit. You know, they're coming up with like smart technology, smart solutions, and all the software engineer advertising. When you think about the automotive industry, think about all of the sales and, and marketing and ads. Like Detroit is huge in advertising. We're like an advertising capital. But people don't know that because people go into their advertising office, they close the door and you don't see it until it's on TV or in a magazine, you know? And so kind of like taking down some of these silos and, and helping people expose who they are and meet other people so people can really understand, you know, design and how it applies to them and how it can really impact their life and feeling like they are involved in like the process and of the things that they use and the things that they see that's the future we kind of want to work towards. And so I don't know if design can ever be dismantled. It's just about getting specific with people and asking them more questions to peel the onion back to find out, okay, what's the best like solution or scenario. And before we go, I, I just wanted you to speak a bit more about um, the sustainability part and where um, design festival and design core is with the uh, sustainability efforts? Yeah, so we um, are looking into, I'm taking an anti-ableism training coming up because it's important when you think about sustainability, accessibility, social impact, you really have, you know, race relations I think of as like really big, everyone that comes to first of mind, front of mind for everybody, but also like the community the disabled community and people that need assistance and making sure our events, when you go online, we have signs and symbols that's letting people know, Use looking at digital, making sure we have translation and cl closed captioning and um, doing recording. So if people, if you, if you are a mom or a dad and, you know, your kids are at home, you can't watch it now, what's available for you later. Um, also, participatory design is more sustainable, working hand in hand with community, government, business owners, and policymakers. If you take that route, then the outcome is going to have more longevity, is going to be more sustainable. If we help people connect with local talent and we can build up, then people can like source what they need locally. You know, if we say, okay, if we educate the public on here's, you need design services, you can do it here. Or you're a designer trying to scale up. You don't have to order your product overseas. We have products. You can source your materials locally, or you can get your product made locally and connecting people with those resources. All of those things are kind of have, helping to like reduce the negative footprint and create a more positive footprint, whether you're talking about sustainability for the environment, sustainability, landfill, sustainability for your community, sustainability for your business. We want Detroit design businesses to be sustainable. So you can't business coaching and business development skills are still really important. You can have the best, you can be the best designer in the world, but if you don't know, if you don't have business acumen, you're going to be out of business. You know, you can have the best idea in the world, but if you don't know how to market it, 
this um, year, we're going to be working with Kickstarter and they're going to be um, working with local designers on campaign strategy. So if you're ready to, you're looking for funding for your idea or your project, we're going to coach you on campaign strategy. So when you finally go out there, you can really get the money that you need. And so sometimes I think we need to focus on the back end of design as well as the front end of design to make sure that people have sustainable business models and revenue generation models for um, their business to last through decades. Oh my God, this has been like such a great conversation. I want to, I want to bring you back when it's like closer to the event to promote the event a little bit more. But, um, I, I feel like, you know, the call out is going out and this can go out like, you know, with the call out and folks could hear all about, you know, the design core experience and team and vision and um, principles and, and hear from you. You know, hear hear from you, from a person who's been in the trenches uh, working on this for so long and just growing it and making it amazing. I'm wondering before we wrap, um, is there anything else that you feel um, you want to share? I want to thank you for giving me a platform to talk about Detroit Month of Design, share my experience. One thing I'm trying to do this year is be more vocal because I want to be an inspiration to somebody out there. Um, I just talked to a designer yesterday and she was like, when I was young, I wanted to be an architect and I wanted to be a designer. I hear this a lot. Like in my year, I've been in design for 17 years. I graduated in 2004. I meet so many black designers or people who say that they wanted to be a designer, but they were discouraged. They didn't think they can do it. And I, it makes me feel sad, you know? And so if I can be an inspiration to somebody, we need more multicultural designers for people. That's I'm in, really um, motivated to inspire young people because we need them considering design. If we want them working in the offices, helping to create our future products so that it can be more reflective of our society, you know? So that's really important for me because she wanted to be an architect and she was discouraged and, you know, it's, I want to be an inspiration to somebody to let them know that they can do it. Um, I'm here to support you. I don't want to give out my email, but no, it's all good. Piper, you know, and they could get in touch with you, but I'm all about speaking to people and having more speaking engagements. So thank you for this platform. That's what I wanted to say. And if you are interested, if there's anyone out there interested in attending the Detroit month of design, or participating, go to designcore.org. Our open call is going to be published on Thursday, February 25th. And until next time, stay well. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Kiana. This is Kiana Wenzel from Design Core and just an amazing, amazing, amazing person. I hope you guys have been going on the internet just to see like I said, what she's done and what she's been able to inspire and create. Thank you for coming here to spend this time with us and share with us. And, you know, if folks are interested in, ha in continuing this conversation, let's take it over to our Facebook group, Piper Carter Podcast, as well as our social media, Instagram and Facebook, pc.podcast. And also you can email me piper at detroitisdifferent.com. 
and let your friends know, you know, keep listening to Piper Carter podcast and we will see you next week. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Piper Carter podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter.